Welcome to Grace Abounds. I'm Pastor Jen Shaw, and in this podcast, I'm sharing my Sunday sermons from St. John's Lutheran Church, Palm Desert, California. I'm so grateful that you've joined us, and I trust that these words build you up in faith, hope, and love. As a kid, I was fascinated by city lights. I remember our first family trip to Las Vegas. We drove through the desert as the sun set, and then in the darkness, we crested a hill, and I saw this massive blanket of multicolored lights shining in stark contrast to the darkness around them. Once when I was younger, I took a business trip. I went with my dad on a business trip to San Francisco, and I remember standing on the pier in a large coat eating Ghirardelli chocolate. (laughs) And seeing those city lights reflected on the ocean waters. We also made several trips to the Griffith Observatory in LA when I was a kid. And I remember vividly the view from the observatory, both the brilliance of the city lights below, wondering about all those people under all those lights in all those cities about their lives, their experiences. What were they doing in that very moment? And the brilliance of the stars above. How long and how far that light had to travel for me to see it. Those stars spoke to me of the grandeur of God. City lights and starry skies shining in the darkness around them. Shining as our Savior Jesus Christ calls us to shine in our reading from the Gospel of Matthew for today. Jesus has gone up to the mountain and taken a seat, and his followers are gathered around him, and he is teaching them what's known as the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5 through 7. Jesus offering wisdom to his followers then and now, for how we are to follow him, for being the people our good and gracious creator intends for us to be, for living authentically good lives in right relationship with the Lord and each other, helping his followers then and now understand who he is and who we are. And so Jesus says to his followers, I did not come to abolish but to fulfill the law and the prophets, representing the entirety of the Old Testament, the word of the Lord to the people. That Greek word fulfill is pleireo, and it means to fill fully, to accomplish, to complete. Jesus Christ fulfills the law, the highest law, the greatest commandment, the most important thing as Jesus himself defined it. Love. Love God with your whole being and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus kept the law as the Lord intends for it to be kept. Jesus lived as the Lord intends for human beings to live. Jesus embodied the unconditional, unending, unfailing love of God. And Jesus fulfills 
the prophetic promise that rings throughout scripture that God would send the Savior to redeem the people, restore creation, bring ultimate and lasting peace. And this Jesus did. In his life, death, and resurrection from the dead, Jesus has set us free from death forever and given us life that does not end. In Christ Jesus, God in the flesh, God with us and for us always, God joined with us fully. Fully divine, because only God can save us. Fully human, because we're the ones who need saving. Christ Jesus makes us right with God, makes us righteous, makes us good. And so when Jesus tells his followers that your righteousness is to exceed that of the religious authorities, he is not calling us to try and be more perfect than the people who are trying to be perfect, trying to fulfill the law themselves, trying to be self-righteous. Jesus is calling us to a different understanding of righteousness altogether. Not self-serving attempts to appear holy, as the prophet Isaiah calls out in our reading from Isaiah 58. Not motivated by fear of punishment or desire for reward. Not doing good works in order to be saved. Rather, doing good works because we are saved responding to the goodness of God in sharing it with others, resting in the greatest commandment of love, being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. In these metaphors, Jesus is speaking of two essential natural, common elements in human experience throughout history. It's not just the salt shakers on our dining room tables. It's not just the lamps in our living rooms. Salt is made of sodium and chloride, two of the elements of which our very bodies are composed. It's why our tears and our sweat are salty. And without the light on the sun, nothing on earth would flourish. We need salt and light to survive. And in our time and place, we can run down to Ralph's and buy a container of Morton salt for a dollar or two. But that was not the case in the time and place of Jesus. Because salt was so vital but also harder to come by, it was actually very valuable and sometimes used as currency. Roman soldiers would be paid in salt rations known as salarium argentum, which is where we get our word today for compensation, salary. And in the time and place of Jesus in the hot, dry, desert climate, before refrigeration and artificial preservatives, salt was used as an important preservative to keep things like fish and meat fresh and edible and healthy. Without salt, things spoil. Picture a raw chicken in a car out here in August. No. (laughs) And in the time of Jesus, as in this, they did also use salt to flavor things, to make things taste better. Imagine potato chips or fries without salt. 
But as Jesus asks, what good is salt if it loses its flavor? Salt is a stable element. It only loses its flavor if it's diluted with other things. We don't generally, for example, dump our salt into a glass of water before we season our food with it. Salt must be salt to serve its purpose. You are the salt of the earth. And so Jesus calls us to preserve what is good, to keep things from spoiling, to make things better, to do what the prophet Isaiah calls us to do, to give bread to the hungry and clothing to the naked, and to welcome those who are homeless, to shelter them, to use our resources to help those in need, to walk with the Lord in the way of justice and peace. Remembering that we are the seasoning, not the meal. God is the source of our life and salvation, the giver of every good gift. We only ever give what we have already so graciously received. Light is a gift from God, our creator. In the beginning, darkness moved over the deep, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and creation began. Things on this earth would not thrive without the light of the sun, and communities on this earth would not function without the various lights all over this globe. Light is the natural property that allows us to see, that makes things visible. Without light, we can't see. And light, by definition, shines. As Jesus says, the lights of a city on a hill, those lights of the cities around the Griffith Observatory, the lights of the cities in which we live now can't be hid. No one lights a lamp simply to put it out. In the time and place of Jesus, lamps were oil containers that had a spout with a wick, and they were extinguished with a bushel basket that would be put over them. So it would be a waste of time and effort and valuable oil to light a lamp and then immediately put it out. I mean, we don't generally walk into a room, turn on a light, unplug it, and sit in the dark. Light must be light to serve its purpose. You are the light of the world. And so Jesus calls us to shine, to use our gifts for the glory of God and the good of this world God made and loves. Not to hide, not to dim ourselves, but to be signs of the presence of God. As the light of the fire drew Moses to speak with the Lord as the light of the star in the east drew the magi to the baby Jesus as the light enfolded Saul who became Paul on the road to Damascus when Jesus stepped into his life. So we are to be the fire, the star, the spark that leads people into a fuller and deeper relationship with Jesus. Remembering that we are reflections of the light of Jesus. We are the moon to God's Son, who is the light of the world, the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. I continue to be so grateful 
for the folks here at St. John's who let their light shine, participating in ministry in our congregation in so many different ways. And I've been grateful over these past two weeks, and I'm grateful again to share videos of these folks speaking to their experiences of doing so. Morning, St. John's. We're Myron and Anita Yurko from Beaumont, Alberta, Canada. For many years, we were blessed to attend St. John's in person and have served in many capacities. Stewardship to us meant giving of our time, talent, and our financial resources. St. John's has always been a very loving, kind, welcoming, and giving congregation because of all of its members. We are blessed to have a pastor who is kind, loving, caring, and always wears Jesus on her sleeve in everything that she does. Anita and I are blessed to be able to participate in the Thursday Zoom Bible study. It gives us a chance to connect with our fellow members, and it especially helps us to grow in our faith and to better help understand God's Word. We would especially encourage all of you who are able to attend live services, Bible studies, and all special functions that are offered by St. John's to grow and support the ministry. We encourage you to give as God has so graciously given you the ability to do. The joy that you feel personally when you give of yourself is not only pleasing to God, but to yourself as well. And may God continue to bless everyone at St. John's. Hello, my name is Jessica, and I want to tell you a little bit about my experience at St. John's Church. Um, we've been going there a little under a year, and we love it. Everybody's so welcoming and so friendly and makes us feel so um, at home. And I really do appreciate the genuine um, aspect of St. John's, so thank you very much. And I try to get back where I can. I've been super, or trying to be as consistent as possible with the Find Food Bank distribution. Um, the things that really appeal to me about that event once a month is um, engaging with the community, as well as I like the hands-on work, so I love that. Hi there, everyone. This is Neil Brown speaking. I want to talk to you about... Wait, wait. You should really do this. We're... Yeah, you. Hi, everyone. I'm Heather Stevens. You probably don't know me, but you know me as one of these guys, or the mother is Keegan and Spencer. I grew up at St. John's. I start... I enjoyed the Sunday school. I was an acolyte. I was a founding member of the Rock the Flock puppet team and an active member of the youth group and the All Christian Theater Squad, or X, where we did dinner theaters and ministry mentors. All these opportunities helped me grow into the person I am today, and it's all because of the volunteers that are at this church. I have learned to share my faith, the gospel, and St. John's through every ministry, and St. John's has been my extended family since I moved here when I was eight years old. The volunteers who encourage me and welcome me into their families. Everyone here genuinely cares about who you are and what you do. It's that Christian love and caring is why I want these guys to join St. John's as well. They love the Sunday school with Molly and they absolutely adore the kid talks with Pastor Jen. It's a family affair as both of them joined the pup team this year and are learning to share their faith with those at here at St. John's and at the mission, and me, and, and you, yes, you too. <laughs> Through my, though my job takes me away from St. John's on Sundays, every chance I get, I watch our live streams or our podcasts, 
And when I am here on Sundays, I'm usually found in the AV booth running the soundboard or helping with devotion in motion. St. John's has a lot to offer, but it's the volunteers' <laughs> times and talents that makes St. John's worth shining. Come join us. Thank you. <laughs> Again, my gratitude to all those who shared. Jesus has said to us all, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Note that Jesus says you are. Not you will be, or you might be, or you should be. You are. You are a beloved child of God called by Christ and filled with the Spirit to flavor this world with God's love and illuminate this world with God's light. In the words of Madeline Lengel, who wrote the classic books, uh, Wrinkle in Time and the series and so much more, who was Episcopalian Christian, who said, we do not draw people to Christ by loudly discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light it is so lovely, they will want with all their heart to know the source of it. On this day and in all the days ahead, may you live in right relationship with the Lord and each other, doing the Spirit's healing work in this world. May you flavor the earth with God's grace. May you shine with the light of Christ. Amen. Thanks for listening. Each week's episode is edited by Nick Cox. Music performed by our St. John's Worship Band. Sermons by me, Pastor Jen Shaw. Make sure to subscribe to hear each week's message. If you'd like to know more about St. John's mission to know Christ and make Christ known, to share the life-giving word and do the life-giving work of Jesus, visit our website, stjohnslutheran.church. May God bless you on this day and in all the days ahead.